podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. media has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. Why? This is a question. Walking backwards. Walking backwards. <laughs> Something sacred. I don't know the names of the creep songs. Those Running in circles. Just pop in and let play. Sea of glass. The flight and the fall. I love Ozzy. <laughs> I think he's the true definition of a rock star. Anybody else have any interesting stories they don't want to come to Hey, this is John Lane from the thriving tropics of Leechburg, Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Rock Show, show featuring the best unsigned rock that Pennsylvania has to Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Right here on parockshow.com, megarockradio.net, altrockradio.ca, xrpradio.co.uk. That one's in Birmingham, you know where Ozzy's from. Rudururadio.com <laughs> um, on the beaches of San Diego, California. Uh, 107.1 FM, St. Louis, Missouri, along with megarockradio.net from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Alt Rock Radio in Hamilton, Canada, Ontario, Canada, since I forgot to mention that one. Um, I think I hit them all except for my own. Buildthescene.com right here in the thriving metropolis of Leechburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, this is episode number 559. With me tonight is the vocalist from the metal band Instakill out of the Pittsburgh area. What's up, Mike? Oh, man. Oh, there he is. I'm uh, happy to be here, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Let's let's get the cliche questions out of the way first, and then I'll hit you with some of the normal Pennsylvania rock show style stuff. <laughs> um, so where, where did the band name come from? Uh, well, we're all gamers. Uh, we all... 
like our uh, our video games, and um, it was kind of like a common thread between us. And we were actually, when we started looking up the name, we were surprised that it wasn't already taken. So we were like, okay, yeah, because we kind of have a, uh, you know, uh, a style that has a sort of brutality to it. Um, it's not all that way. I like to sing and, you know, shriek and flail and, and all that fun stuff too. But uh, I, I feel like my personal style is always kind of a mix up of, of all that. So Ralph McCartney is hanging out with us right now and he just typed Mike and, you know, extended screaming type <laughs> thing with exclamation points. <laughs> nice. Nice, man. Yeah. Ralph is a good dude too, man. Lots of, I've been fortunate to know lots of good people in the scene. Uh, and unfortunately I haven't been able to be as, as involved in the scene over the years because like we were talking about earlier, family and obligations and uh, just, you know, I've been in and out of a lot of projects over the years and uh, made a lot of good friends. So more, more met more good people than bad is, is the way I can say it. For sure. let's, let's see. Another cliche question. I don't have very many of those. <laughs> <laughs> we can get crazy right off the bat, man. I mean. Oh, okay. You ready for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, bro. All right. So off the air, you told me you guys have about 10 originals right now. Right. All right. So. Let's say that there's a catastrophic event and it wipes out the majority of the people on earth mm. and only one song from every band survives. Which insta-kill song is going to help repopulate the earth? Which insta-kill? Repopulate the earth. Now, now we could take that one of two ways. We could take it like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're, like we're setting the mood for some sexy time or, <laughs> Or we're talking about we need to go like murder another clan to be like the king. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, either way. Uh, it's, we're, we're, it's tough to come by with the sexy time songs with me, man. Uh, <laughs> most <laughs> most of my um, lyrical content in the earlier days was very angry, and uh, I've I've mellowed out mellowed out a lot these days. So um, I, I try to do a, sometimes. I guess it all depends on each song, but I, I try to have a more positive outlook these days. The one that comes to mind is Being, and we've all kind of, when we originally wrote that song, we all kind of felt like, wow, this is this is a song that really kind of stuck out amongst the first batch of songs as the one that kind of was the single out of that, if that, you know what I mean? Like the, the one that just seemed like it would have the most appeal to a greater audience. Um, and part of that might be the lyrics. But it's just uh, one of those songs that when you write it, you're just like, all right, hell yeah, you know, just everything clicks. And uh, that's how that one is. So I would say being. You you and I are similar age bracket. So you will actually get this mm -hmm. question. Sometimes when I do this, they don't. And we're going to use use the song being since it's one you brought up. Okay. Here's right. your uh, MTV storytellers moment. Tell us a little bit about <laughs> that song. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um so the lyrics for that song, um, I just, I'll just run them down. So the, the verse is uh, force-fed piles of shit, and I'm not good with it because it's making me sick. Um, and it, it just kind of, you know, it's a little bit self-explanatory. Uh, that was one that kind of came about when the whole, I was battling with with this whole covid thing and everybody kind of being locked down and uh just like having to take this you know it wasn't uh it wasn't something that anybody wanted to do and it was a really uh you know he had a quite a polarized two-sided you know you have extremists on yeah, this isn't even real and then everyone there weren't many people in the middle life. <laughs> exactly right um, so, and, and, and I've just always had a kind of a defiance to my persona, you know, ever since I was, uh, back in the nineties when my angsty metals career started. <laughs> so I, I feel like that might be, um, and then the chorus is, um, it's asking what is being like, what are we doing? What is really 
what are we doing with this existence? Is there something to it or are we just being? Um, so I feel like in a post-apocalyptic either, you know, you're, you're, you got to figure out what it is. I, I feel like, you know, we're all here for something. I don't know what, just trying to make the best that we can. Everybody's doing their own thing. And uh, one thing I try to remember too, is that just because something doesn't make sense to me from another person's perspective, it makes total sense. And uh, it's, it's hard to not judge people and how they think, but until you're in their shoes, you really don't know. You really can't truly have an understanding of their perspective. So I, I always try to keep that in mind and um, spread that around. Not to hate people too much and be, uh, you know, compassionate to a degree. Let's say that Instakill gets to go on a world tour. What? Okay, so this scenario, I have a couple questions for. All right. The first one is what other bands would you want on the tour with you? They could be other local bands or bands that are already out there getting it done. Wow. Hmm. Um, I feel like um, we would fit in with uh, a band like uh, Periphery. I feel like they're, um, they have the same kind of sporadic style. Um, they're more sporadic. We're, we're more structured than they are. Um, but uh, I would, you know, I really like their music a lot. Uh, maybe like a Lamb of God, because we have the same kind of uh, aggressive vocal. I, I sing a lot more than, than Randy does, or at least from what I know. I haven't been the, the biggest uh, follower of what they've done in the recent couple albums, but he was usually, until that one song, I never even heard him sing before. So... Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of corn. They're the ones that kind of got me into, um, the heavier side of music before that, uh, it was Alice in Chains. Uh, I would, you know, they would be one of my favorites to, to get to play with if that was a possibility. Faith no more. I know, I don't know what some of the other guys would say. That would be an interesting question to, uh, bounce off some of them. Cause they'd be like corn really, or, you know, so I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, I, I would think, you know, those more heavy, but melodic as well bands, we would, we would melt nicely with them on the tour, I think. Okay. So sticking, sticking with that theme for, for a little while. So you're out on the tour and, um, uh, mm-hmm. for some reason I'm hanging out with you guys on the tour. What, what, right. what will the soundtrack be in between shows? So what are we going to listen to when we're traveling from we from, to? from venue to venue? Ah, that's a good one because we have a lot of different likes from everybody in the band. Um, I would say you're going to hear some you're going to hear some Gojira. You're you're going to hear some um, what's that band that Matt's turned me on too recently. Matt's been a good uh, source of music for me lately, but I always tend to forget the names. Um, Deftones. Definitely would be hearing some Deftones and some Tool. And some, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, Ralph, I'm kinda, Ralph is taking this question in a different direction and says Jägermeister will be drank on the tour. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, I don't know what it is about Jäger bombs, but it takes me to like this parallel dimension where I just get so tuned in. Like I don't get drunk. I just get like in the zone. Like it's crazy in the zone. So and I'll just, no. so I, I told you a story earlier about a musician who fell asleep on my porch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he used to call Jaeger the rock, the nectar of the rock gods. <laughs> yeah. That was my jam. And uh, the band he was in at that time, Kind of has a Alice in Chains feel, so I'm gonna put you on to their nice. their album once we're off the air, so you can check it out. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I always or love your new stuff. You know what? I will play one of the songs on the episode too. Yeah, there you go. Since we don't have anything to play, you know, play uh, play Rouse Band since he's uh, definitely you know, play some Homicide Black. Yeah, play uh, play that stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's good to 
again, meet. So, you know, usually the band picks the opening um, show has, there's meaning behind why it's at that, that place. And then the ending okay. show, there's a mean, meaning why they're ending there. But let's just talk mm. about that opening show. Where would you want to play it at? If I had my choice of venue for an opening show. Um, I mean, I, I've always loved the, uh, who even knows what the crap name of it is now? It's the Post-Gazette Pavilion. It is. I think, again. It is. It's, it's, it, it's, the, it's been all over the road. I'm trying to remember that it's, wow. Did they change it to, it has Post-Gazette Pavilion in it. But there's more to it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you know where I'm talking about. I know that place Burgettstown. Is... I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually one time I was uh in my in my very first band, we had this in our mind that if we ever got to that level where we got to play at the pavilion there, that we had made it. That was like, you know, our young naive dream of making it. And then we got to play one time, um, it was the warp tour, and we got to play on like one of these it wasn't even a stage. It was like under a tent, uh, but we were, you know, on cloud nine. We got the passes. We were just so hyped, and it was it was like amazing for us. I'd love to be able to play on the main stage there someday. You know, that'd be really awesome for me. I um, I've seen a few bands there. Um, yeah, me too. I was there for Motley Crue, their Carnival of Sins tour which was the week that Katrina hit. Nice. Yeah, I've never seen the crew. I know uh, that's not necessarily – I wasn't necessarily into the um, the 80s glam. Uh, I was one of those dudes that was like a Pantera anti. We know when Pantera turned from the glam to the grunge, I was like, yeah. You know, I was like sort of anti-hair metal and uh, always talked crap on that stuff. And then I, I came to realize as I got older that it air of my ways and – those guys really can sing amazing, and I'm jealous that I can't sing like them. <laughs> now, what's He's, up, Mikey Mixer? He said, hey, I know this band. <laughs> he does know this band. He also said I wonder, they're decent. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so since that came up, why don't, you, why don't you tell us about who's in the band and, and what parts they have within the band? Well, since we mentioned Mr. Mixer, he, he's one of the guitar players. He uh, he and Robbie were in a working in a project together before this one came along, and uh, same with Zyler, he plays guitar, um, and uh, he and Matt Hooper, the drummer, were in a project together before this one came along. Uh, Robbie Perone plays bass, and you know he needs no introduction as far as the Pittsburgh scene goes. I mean, he's been all over the place, and just one of the you know, stand up dudes that I've ever met. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. And then, you know, me, it was just, I was the last one to come into the equation. And, um, like I said, I had worked with Hooper, our drummer in, uh, several other projects. So we kind of had a history and I had, uh, worked with Mikey and Robbie on another project. Um, so we all, kind of knew each other um and once we started writing it just you know it just started coming together really good and uh you know when you feel that and when you have that chemistry you could just tell that you got something worthwhile um mikey is trying to push hoodies um i'm assuming yeah, he those, never stops. those are available through the band and probably through endeavor after llc.com mm. um He's and, always uh, pushing them hoodies, that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Usually gets a couple white claws in him and he starts making some weird promos. So Ralph says Robbie Perone is the best bassist in the history of bassists that use a pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, there's a whole thing right there. <laughs> to pick or not to pick, that is the question. <laughs> I think a well-rounded bass player can do both, you know. But I don't have any room to speak. Although I did play bass with with Matt in uh, another band, it was a three piece, and that was my first ever attempt trying to play bass and sing, and it it, eh, it was all right. I got better as we went along. 
I've seen Robbie do that, play bass and sing leads. Oh yeah, he's he's a beast, man. That guy, again, I'm lucky to have him in the band, and and we cross paths many times throughout our years in the scene. And now we're gonna change it up, and we're gonna move the movie themes for a moment. Okay. All right, so if you could go back in time without breaking the space-time continuum, mm-hmm. because we don't need Doc Indeed. Brown yelling at us. No, we don't need that. <laughs> what band would you go back in time to follow around for a year just to learn from? To follow around to learn from? Hmm. Um, I think uh, for me that might be Alice in Chains, just because of my... Um, admiration of lane not so much his destructive personality in that but just um his musicianship and just his unique style and i don't know that's one band i, I wish i would have gotten to see before you know that all went down but i don't know I, I think that might be the one for me if you were going to form a tribute band in hopes of making it on stage with the actual band so you know kind of rock star movie idea yeah uh, what band would you form a tribute for? I personally think that that might be Faith No More because, uh, again, Mr. Patton is just an animal and a creative genius. And, uh, you know, to share the stage with somebody who you really feel was legendary, you know, I mean, that's uh, it's one of the things that would just make it for me. Last week, the movie... Um, coming to America, the number two <laughs> came out and I was watching it with my daughter and I was pointing out that's Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. He mm. plays so many characters in both of those movies. Right. But that's my segue into if you were going to be in a rockumentary, who would you want to play? Who would I want to s- play? Okay. Not- so, okay. Yeah, so like um, Machine Gun Kelly played Tommy Lee. Who would I want to be? I am thinking, man, that's a weird one. <laughs> I told you they weren't your normal questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would I want to be? I don't know. I, I, for some reason, John Davis from Corn comes to mind, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I Maybe it was because of our angsty... <laughs> nature i'm not sure uh, that's a weird one i'm going to give you that that's a weird question all right so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick break i'm gonna play um something off of cage's bombs album i don't know which song yet but something off of cage's bombs and uh before that we will play um a homicide black track <laughs>
Hey, that was Cage and Homicide Black. With me tonight is Mike from Instakill. Um, hang out in the chat room. We have Ralph McCartney from Homicide Black. We also have Mikey Mixter, uh, also of Instakill. Um, Wolf. <laughs> Wolf's Customs. Um, and I, there was someone else in there. I don't remember now who now. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I've thrown a couple off the wall questions at you. Um, I, I think maybe we'll delve a little deeper with some odd ones. So, yeah, let's go, man. So I used to teach social studies and okay. I used to get kicked out of social studies. <laughs> I was flipping through the book one day and there was yeah. a picture of a guy in there that looked exactly like my college roommate except he died in the 50s. So that's where this question came from. Oh, whoa. So if I was flipping nice. through my social studies book and I find Instakill in this social studies book, how did you get in there? Mm. How did I get in there? I probably... Um, I probably just took a, you know, like a little pamphlet and stuck it in the book and was just like, yeah, you know, like a little, a little flyer and just, you know, turned random pages and put it in there. And then, you know, like a quarter in between these pages, I like to leave little gifts around and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe that'd be <laughs> otherwise, otherwise as, as far as a political movement or something to be known for. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that so much. Maybe uh-huh. just trying to be, uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say I liked your pamphlet answer. That that was unique. I haven't gotten that one before. <laughs> well, there we go. I'll stick with that one. <clears throat> what? Mikey is talking about getting drunk on white white claws right now. I have no idea what's that's going his, on over there. That's his jam. That's what that dude does. He said he got drunk on he white pushes- claws and did something stupid. Well, this is typical of him. Yes, <laughs> he usually makes the um, his little hoodie promos whenever he's uh, had a couple. He'll usually start cutting promos, <laughs> but uh, it, it's entertaining, and I think that's one thing that we um, always want to oh. keep at the forefront is not to be too serious and and keep it light and, and entertaining and have fun with it. That's he was answering the question. That's how Instakill gets into the history books. He got drunk on white uh, claws and did something stupid. He probably streaked around, yeah. Got arrested <laughs> streaking with his just his hoodie on, no pants. His um, insta kill hoodie. <laughs> if <clears throat> if you could sit on that bench that everybody talks about and speak to one mm-hmm. any person in the history of time, yeah, who would you sit with? Who would I sit with and talk to? So there's a second part to this question, but okay. So someone that I find very interesting. See, I don't know. I'm not so much into the typical figures, um, you know, like presidents and those kind of famous people. I, I find that artists and musicians are my breed of people. You know, like I resonate with them the most. So I would think it would have to be like one of the famous. Um, artists or musicians, maybe, maybe like, uh, Van Gogh or, uh, what's his name? Warhol was a, was a Pittsburgh guy, Pennsylvania guy. Um, and he seemed like a very interesting character. I also think that, um, somebody like, uh, oh, what's his name? The man on the moon, uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, oh yeah. Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I feel like he'd be an interesting guy to sit down and have a conversation with. All right. So here's the second part of the question. You can only ask them one question. What would you ask? Them? Oh, In that case, I'm changing my answer. Huh. And I'm hey, your, your say, drummer is in the room now too. He says, "Nice." And he thought there was going to be punch and pie. With <laughs> punch and pie. I think if I, if now knowing that, I'm going to retract my answer and go and say the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I have gonna, a question and, for him, but you ask yours first. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna ask him what are we gonna do, Randy? <laughs> and I just want to hear just him go off on his tangent about yeah, and pointing the pinky up, and we're gonna go to the square circle, brother. <laughs> you know, what I mean, just that was it could good. be an endless it could be an endless treasure trove of just fan fantasy right there because that dude would just go ham and it would just be great be great so i think i would ask him if he had to do it over again if he would eat all those slim jims knowing how he died (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i mean that dude was that for me that was a big part of like when i was a little kid i I used to love that wrestling stuff and uh those characters were just so much larger than life and, and those guys just their personality and this, the antics were just so funny and entertaining to me. Have you tried so, to try to watch it recently? Honestly, um, back a couple years ago, they did a spinoff with this like TNA wrestling and then Hogan and all those guys went over and staying. And I, I got on that boat for a minute and then, it, you know, fell off again. I, now, Melina from Chip and the Charge-Ups, who's also okay. kind of in your neck of the woods, um, okay. is a huge WWE fan. And she nice. was really excited because they have what they call it, they call it the Thunderdome now. And basically, okay. they're at one of their practice facilities, and there's like TVs in every seat. And they put fans on the TV screens. Okay. And so she, virtually attending the wrestling match. Right. So she, was, she okay. did that, and she was really excited. But I cannot watch that. It, it It's worse than watching the Penguins with the fake cheering. Nah. I, I couldn't yeah. It. <laughs> it, it was weird. It was definitely weird for me to get used to that, the fake crowd noise. But I got to imagine that, you know, that has to help the psyche of the players a little bit to hear the cheer and to just the music, you know, how they play the in-between songs and stuff to set that ambiance and just get them a little bit fired up. But yeah, look, man, this whole thing has just been bizarre. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Uh, oh, Ralph just updated us. The Pens won 4-1 over Boston tonight. Yes. <laughs> I knew they were up 3-1. Nice. <laughs> yeah, whenever uh, I was getting ready for this, I was listening to the game and it was in between periods. So uh, Thanks for the update, man. I was watching the new Punky Brewster with my daughters. <laughs> the new Punky Brewster? My yeah, goodness. it's on um, Peacock. <laughs> okay. I haven't delved into the Peacock yet, but I can say that I used to have a, a major crush on Punky Brewster when I was a youngster. And then she grew up to be pretty, pretty uh, gorgeous, mm-hmm. if I do <laughs> remember. So, so in, uh, this version, the <laughs> in this version, she's a single mom. With four kids. Okay. Oh, yeah, um, that's a rough one. Well, one, I, I think I just started watching it tonight. I think one of them is hers, and then she adopted the other three. Nice. But anyway, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure that that's you know, who knows with the stories and the what tales they're trying to tell these days. But that's pretty metal, you know. Punky Brewster's pretty metal. I will say in the first episode, she went to leave and she had two different shoes on and her daughter said, mom, you have two different shoes. And she looked down and goes, still works. And she left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a thing back when I was in, back when I was in school, yep. we would like, you know, you and your friends would switch one shoe. You'd be walking around with one of your own and then one of your buddies shoes. I don't, who knows why we did it, we, how, why we do half the weird crap we did. But And then there was the... Uh, the rolling the pant leg thing where you folded it. Oh, pegging. It. Yeah. <laughs> pegging it up. Yeah, we're showing her age now, right? <laughs> Only if they know what we're talking about. <laughs> right? Like, what are these geezers talking about? We thought we were talking about metal, not punky Brewster. <laughs> She's punk. <laughs> yeah, well, it's right in their name, man. I mean... I was never a huge. I was never a huge punk fan myself, other than uh, Green Day a little bit, but it was always more metal for me. Um, what so. what song do you wish you would have written? Hmm. 
Uh, there's a, there's a couple, and I don't know that. Um, now this might get a little sentimental, maybe, uh, because I've just had certain songs over the years. I was a single dad since we were talking about that, and uh, there was songs that just kind of, you know, take you to that moment. Um, there's, uh, well, I don't even know if I remember the name of the song, but it's by Cold, Wasted Years, I think is the name. Um, and even to this day, when I hear it, it just gives me goosebumps. And uh, I used to always go back in the day, we would go to karaoke and I would uh, always bring like CDs of metal stuff and get the DJ to play it. And I would like sing along with the tracks. And even though no one knew the songs but me, I would just build them out and I loved it. And, uh, you know, people would always come up to me like, what was that song you sang? And that was really cool. And, you know, maybe it was because I was just doing something different than everybody else, or maybe they really enjoyed it, but I, I always just loved it. And, uh, cold was one of those bands. They, they've got a lot of good songs that I really like, but I, if I had to pick one for, for whatever reason, I think that's the one. Cause it just, it just gets me every time I hear it. This question has a real long explanation, but basically, I'm trying to get noticed by Dave Grohl. <laughs> so okay. my question is, who is your Dave Grohl? And what I mean by that is the Foo Fighters are known for bringing people from the crowd up on stage and letting them play with them. So okay. who would you want to join on stage? Who would I want I myself want to join on stage with or have joined on stage with me? Who would you go up on stage with? Who would I go up on stage with? Um... Uh, man, for me, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it would be, uh, probably corn. If the, if I could get up and do, uh, you know, the, are you ready? Uh, and just watch the crowd set off, you know? Um, because I remember back in the day watching them at the, uh, when they played the Woodstock and they had this one shot from like behind the drum riser as just this massive sea of people was just going ham. And that was just one of those moments for me. I was like, this is what I want to see. Like, I want to see that sea of people erupting to my jam, you know, uh, that would be amazing. So to see that, to get up, to do the, are you ready? That would be pretty badass for me. Um, if, this one might not be fair since there's so many musicians listening in and, and chatting. <laughs> if you were going to build a um, band to manage from the local, oh god, I have thick skin to be in this. <laughs> so you're going to build your own band to manage. You're not allowed to be in it yourself. Okay. Um, who would you put in your band? Okay. From the local scene. From the local scene. Huh. Am I not allowed to use like guys I already got? Nope. <laughs> are, are they excluded? They are excluded. So are we trying to make it interesting? Yes. They are excluded. Okay, so I have to look outside of my current guys. Okay, so uh let's see. I'm thinking. Um all right, so let's think about guitar players here. Uh and we're talking about managing, so we want a personality that's, you know, not one of these people that is, like, schizophrenic and freaking nuts. Uh, let's see. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw it to good old Ralph. Ralph can get down on that bass and slap it a bass. Um, guitar... I am, uh, man, there's this dude, I don't even know if he plays anymore, I know he makes custom basses, beardly custom basses, oh, and yeah. uh, I always called him Darth Shreddius. He uh, was he was in Camp Element, I can't think of his yes. name. Yes, right, and I feel like a, a dumbass for not knowing his name, um, but he was always one of my uh, favorite guitar players. Um, and then, uh, 
There was another guitar player for a band called uh, Shipwreck, I Promise, which I don't think they're around anymore. I um, heard of them, but I didn't know anything about them. Yeah, and, and he was uh, just, I really love the riffage, um, you know, that the, those guys came up with. Um, as far as a singer, man, I uh, maybe, um, I don't know, let's maybe go to a drummer then, because I can't think of a singer off the top of my head. A drummer... Um, I I liked working with um. Hold hold that thought for one second, Rick Link. Beard. That's glasses. it. That's Thanks, it. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, sorry, Rick. If he hears this, man, I feel like a jerk that I didn't remember his name. But well, I I interviewed knew... him a couple times, and he played a show for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we we knew who we were talking about. I just I'm, I'm terrible with names. Um. So drums. I uh, I'm thinking maybe um. See, we're talking about guys that aren't necessarily playing anymore, but I enjoyed my time with uh, Martin from a former project that I did. Um, and as far as a singer, I would think, again, I, I'm currently not so in, in the scene. Um, there is uh, a guy, Mike... I want to say Peroch or something along uh, those lines. Mike, Mike P. Rock. He, yeah, P. Rock. He was in he, Creep. Um, yes, and he sings in uh, a Staley, couple other projects. Staley's Comet. Creep. Yeah, that dude's, um, that here, dude's got some good pipes. Here and now. And um, Yeah, and he seems like a real good dude. And the same thing with the rest of those guys. They seem like good guys that I would, wouldn't mind spending time with. And managing, and they were always, you know, level-headed and not, you know, popping off and being nuts. I, so, I think that's might that be it. I've told this story a couple of times about Mike, but I was um, putting on a they Leechburg used to do this thing called Halloweenberg, and they wanted yeah. to do a battle of the bands, and you know, bands aren't all that <laughs> they don't like doing battles of the bands, so. Um. Um, I told him that I'd help them, but it would just be some bands coming out to play. And um, Mike's band at the time was called Sift. And I had never met Mike, but I knew their bass player. And um, they came out and they played. And the turnout wasn't so great. But there was a handful of kids that stayed after everything was done. And Mike hung out there and talked to them and signed autographs. And it just that was that was the day Mike won me over. He's a great guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I was saying, you know, uh, most of the people that I've met throughout my years in the scene are are on par with that. They're they're good people. They're not, you know, conceited. You, obviously, you're going to have that with some people, and whatever. It's it's your prerogative. But um, I've, I've the majority of my experience has been good people, and that that kind of that's what always made me gravitate towards musicians and stuff is because I just feel like we're kindred spirits. And the fact that our nature is that, that way we're just more, we're open, we're giving of ourselves humble more so than conceited. And, uh, I don't know. I just like that about people and artists. So have always been that they've always filled that for me. It's been that kind of person. So I know I said two questions, but I, I still have two. <laughs> yeah, man. Fire They're the away, easiest bro. ones of the night, though. At least they should be. Um, besides your Facebook page, which is actually scrolling below you right now, facebook.com slash instakillmetal, um, where else can you guys been, be found online? Uh, we have a YouTube also, which is, I believe, instakillmetal as well. Um, I, um, aside from that, I think we have the Instagrams and, uh, the golden grams and, uh, <laughs> the fruit loops. We've got all the stuff. Like I, I'm out of touch with it, man. You know, my boomer ass stays on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I do most of my stuff. My Twitter, my yeah. Twitter is an autofill for my radio station and Facebook posts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I uh, had the I back to the MySpace days, man. That was my jam back then. I used to hack the crap out of my MySpace. 
That's how I learned um, cascading style sheets, which is coding for websites. (laughs) Right. Hey, you got to start somewhere, man. That's right. Well, Mikey Mixer is making his own band. He says... Mike Pallone on guitar, Matt Franny on drums, Ralph McCartney on bass, Mike Purock singing, and Zach Shepard also on guitar. That's who he would want to manage. Nice. Oh, and, I, and your I, Instagram I your Instagram is InstaKillOfficial. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and no disrespect to anybody that I just, you know, those those dudes are the ones that came to mind because, yeah, I was put on the spot and <laughs> had to just check out some names. But uh, all those guys as well, you know. I, I got nothing but love for fellow musicians. So, Speaking of Mike Pallone, Skell is currently working on a new album. I don't know if they've announced that, but I just did. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. Um, if you paid, yeah, paid attention, there's... They posted some pictures of themselves at the vault, so if you couldn't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I um, I I hope we can get into that here soon and uh, get something recorded. We've talked about it, but uh, it just hasn't worked out just yet. So, well, it's interesting times we're living in right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure, man. (laughs) I I remember before the COVID. All right, last question I have for you on the air. <laughs> um, what's coming up for InstaKill? What do you guys have lined up? Well, we're going to be uh, doing this thing here coming up in a couple of weeks. What's that, on the 29th, right? April 29th. Yeah. The SOS PGH Concert Series. Um, yeah. If you would like to purchase a subscription for that, which is only $10, go to SOS PGH. Let me start that over. SOS2020PGH.org slash concerts. Um, That is another website that I did. Um, That is April 29th for the Metal metal Night. Um, It starts April 8th. It's four nights, four Thursdays in a row, ending with Metal Night, which features Scale, Winner's Descent, and Instakill. Yeah, very very excited about that. And uh, some good company, you know? Especially yeah, I, for some noobs. We're, we're, we're new. I guess you consider us new to the scene. Um, even though we've all kind of been around in different entities. But this this venture is definitely new to the scene. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can find our niche and, um, you know, get some kids rocking out with us and get, you know, get some support and, and, and help out the scene. Um, that's... You know, without a scene, it's really, you know, you don't have support for one another and just kind of a camaraderie and a brotherhood. It really is. uh, It's hard to make a splash. So uh, Zyler is now in your whole band is hanging out with us, apparently. (laughs) Except for Robbie. I haven't seen Robbie say anything. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's good to see. I'm glad a guy showed up, man. Good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm. Hopefully, I'm representing us proud. I try. <laughs> um, I'm a bit of a tool, so we want to. So, I, being a teacher, am almost fully vaccinated. So oh, I okay. I haven't told my wife this year this yet, but I may show up on the 29th. Okay, uh, nice. Being a sponsor, I think they'll let me in the door. <laughs> yeah. I think you should get you should get the all access pass. Um, I would hope so. I mean, I, I designed a website, <laughs> and and I'll it's be interviewing be somebody from your band the night before on the twenty eighth. Right. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, definitely. Again, I appreciate it. It's a it's a great opportunity, and can't thank you enough for it. You know. All right. So. Here's what we are going to do at this point. I'm going to let Mike uh, sort of ride off into the night. We're going to go off the air. and I, I know I told him I was going to tell him a story. I don't remember what it was. Maybe he does. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> talk for a few minutes. The rest of you um, get to wait until Friday to hear the finished version of this with all of the music added and uh, me editing out my terrible laugh. Um, anyway, 
This has been episode number 559 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Uh, when you hear Hell yeah. John, the American Hilljack Lane, you'll know that this episode is over. But that doesn't mean that you should leave the station you're listening to. Um, the majority of them are going to play some more unsigned rock and metal. Um, if you're listening to Mega Rock or 107.1 FM St. Louis, which are the same station, um, you will get to hear a mix of unsigned music and signed music. So don't go anywhere. If you're listening through the podcast, listen to some more episodes. Go to buildthescene.com. You can listen to the Pennsylvania Rock Show. You can listen to Three Questions and a Song. You can listen to the SOS PGH Concert Series pre-interviews. I need a better title for that. Um, or any of the other podcasts that are listed on the podcast page. Um, make sure you check us out each and every Friday night. And for Three Questions and a Song, it's the 1st and the 15th. Um, with that said, I want to thank you for hanging out with me, Mike. Absolutely, man. Again, I, I appreciate the opportunity and, uh, anything I can do to help out the scene and help out the people in the scene and help us all elevate ourselves and our game. And, you know, I'm all for it, man. Cool. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be chatting with you in a few weeks or someone else from the band, but maybe <laughs> I think. They'll determine whether I did a fair enough job and they might just kick me out. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that said, we will catch you next week. All right. Thanks a lot. This episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more of the best on-sign rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.